Hello. Welcome back. We have... We're going to be performing a duet that... No, I'm just kidding. We're together and the Wi-Fi sucks in Sarah's guest room, so I didn't want to be like on FaceTime and have a really shitty connection. So we're just sitting together in the kitchen sharing a mic because we are actually together. If you're watching this, you are seeing you're seeing one of our updates, one of our life updates that happened. (laughs) Um, We got a kitten. So you just saw her walk across the screen. I'll tell the story in a bit. But First, I think that Sarah has a major update from the last episode. The last episode, Sarah had gotten back. No, Sarah was still in New York in our last episode. She told us the story about meeting a guy and just having a really nice connection. And she has, we have an update. We have a major update. (laughs) So the last time we recorded the pod was last Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. And I had met this person Saturday night. So it was the day after I was like in mourning because like I had met someone so cool. Um, and he was leaving Sunday. We'll call him Ohio because that's where he's from. So Ohio was leaving that Sunday and that's when we were recording the pod. Monday comes around and it's like midday. I wake up from a nap and I have a missed call from Ohio. And I'm like, what? Like this has to be an accident, but I'm calling him back. So I call him back and he's like, Hey, like my flight last night got canceled. I'm in New York until tomorrow morning. Like, what are you doing tonight? I had a 7.30 PM soul cycle class booked, canceled it. And we ended up meeting up and we hung out just us two for like four hours. We, it was like really wholesome, like adventurous, time it was like no dinner no drinks we literally explored like the west side of manhattan walked the high line went to the hudson yards and then we went bowling and this is kind of fucking crazy but like what so when we were bowling we were at chelsea piers and all i could think about was the scene of carrie and big going bowling there back when the show happened but i didn't remember what season it was or anything like I just kept thinking about that scene of Carrie and Big Bowling at Chelsea Piers. And Alexa and I are watching um, season two, episode five today, which is what we'll be talking about later. And the bowling scene is the last scene of that episode. Like, what the? Like, if if that episode would have been last week before you had the date, it would have been like, huh? Like, no, it, it just the way it happened. We were watching it today and we were just like, our jaw dropped there at Chelsea fucking pier, Carrie and Big. And before they went on the date, you said, like, when she's getting ready, you were like, oh, I want a night like this in New York. Like, you literally said that while we were having breakfast. And then they go bowling and me and you were just like, stop, you literally did that last week. I had that night at that same exact – and it's just crazy that the whole time I was there with Ohio, I was thinking about that scene. And, like, I had the story to tell today. And then that scene is today's episode. Like, what are the odds? But – yeah, it was fun. Oh, not to mention all this took place on the Cancer New Moon. Yes. Literally on the new moon of Cancer. Um, guys, crazy like synchronicities happening in my life. And it was just like, what are the odds? I did not want to go out that night to the Bane. He was not even supposed to go there. So the fact that we met was kind of just like crazy. And then he's supposed to leave the next day, but then doesn't. And then we get to like have that whole night hanging out. And it was both of our last nights in Manhattan. Like, whether it was, like, a platonic or romantic connection, our paths were totally 
destined to like cross and meet and yeah speaking speaking about destined to cross and meet um wow like this has been a crazy week so the last time we spoke on my end erica was on her way because of her flight situation she ended up making it her and andrew got here we had the most amazing week with them so much fun we went to nobu we went to the beach we went to the viceroy we did all these fun things and then sarah got here and we're having a great week on sunday morning i drop off I drop off Erica and Andrew at the airport and my friend Renata texts me, good morning, baby. I'm making French toast. If you guys all want to come over for brunch. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is fabulous. Like I'm tired. And um, Sarah wanted to stay home. So she ended up staying home with Mateo. I thought everyone was going to come, but it was just me and Marcelo at the end. And I was like, okay, perfect. We'll go hang out with our friends for like an hour, have breakfast with them, and then we'll come home. So I get to their apartment. And she hands me a hot cup of coffee and Sex in the City is already on the TV. She's watching for the first time because the podcast, like it inspired her to watch. She's watching it with her husband for the first time. And I'm just like, is this heaven? Like, it's like Christmas morning in that apartment. No muñequitos, like no little toddler taking over the TV. And I sit down and I'm having my coffee and I'm just watching my favorite show. And I'm like, wow, like this feels so good. And Renata is making the French toast. And she's like, I really want you guys to meet my upstairs neighbor. She's really funny. She's this older lady. She's a character. And I invited her and we were like, perfect. And she knocks on the door and she comes in holding this tiny kitten. And she found her by the pool. She's been looking for the mom. She's been looking for somewhere to leave her. And the kitten just keeps following her to her apartment. And she goes to Renata and Mimi's, can you guys keep her? Because they already have cats. They have several cats. And they were just like, oh, she's so cute. But like, no, we can't do it. We can't do it. And I go to say hi to the lady. And I take the kitten from her like, oh, and she goes, oh, look, we found we found a mommy for her. And I didn't say anything. I just kind of like nodded, I feel like. I don't even know what I did. But Marcelo says that I didn't say anything and he didn't say anything either. And everyone's just like kind of looking around the room, looking at each other like, are you guys going to do this? And I truly thought of of Mateo and of how bored we are in the summer and how much there's no... She just fell off the table. Mamita? She's okay. She just fell off the table. <laughs> okay. And I was just thinking of Mateo. We have a, a really hard time in the summers here in Cabo because it's a very small town and it's lovely the majority of the year when the weather is nice. But in this heat, um, there's nothing to do and there's nowhere to go. There's no like indoor malls, the things that I'm used to having grown up in Miami, which is a similar climate. It's like we're stuck at home and I'm trying to get him away from the screen, but like there's only so much I can do and I've been feeling really kind of trapped and um, just frustrated and I felt like this was an opportunity and I also really believe that energetically babies like bring abundance and I know it's not a human baby but it is a baby you know it's a baby that we have to now care for and it's kind of like a big responsibility that I wasn't we didn't want this we didn't like we weren't trying to take on another responsibility but it just felt right guys like I can't explain to you how it was so like nonchalant, like the way that I took her and was like, yeah, I guess I'm keeping this cat. And like Marcelo didn't really say anything, but he didn't object to it either. And our friends kind of gave us a carrier. They sent us home with litter, with food. And as we're leaving, Marcelo was like, 
I don't know, but like something about this like seems right. And it was just so trippy, like just, just one second to the next, have a cat. And yeah, and oh, it's the first day of Leo season. So on the first day of Leo season, I'm starting it with like a feline entering our house. She's two months old, so she's actually a Gemini, little queen. Um, and I asked the woman who gave me her, I go, does she have a name? And she was like, actually, yeah, she has, I named her after the song that I was listening to when I found her. And it was like this Quechua song, which is like the Peruvian indigenous ancient language. And the name Kunairi, Kunairi translates in Spanish to dar consejo, which means to give advice. So I just saw her. I mean, Mateo calls her Mao. Pretty much everyone calls her Mao, but her name is Kunairi. And I just feel like she is the reincarnation of like a high priestess from the Incan empire. And I just like, I have this whole theory that she's like, she's coming into our life for a reason. And it was destined to be. It was too easy. Everything was just too easy. Today, our neighbors, our other neighbors, send us a text today. We heard you have a cat. We're going to give you some stuff that we don't need anymore, like a huge scratch pad, a huge house. And it was just like, also something else about living in Mexico. I was a little bit nervous about taking the cat to the vet. I'm like, what is going to be the financial implication of this responsibility? I take her to the vet. We don't have to wait at all. It takes us 10 minutes to talk to the doctor, anti-parasite thing, get her on like the schedule for when she needs her shots and stuff. We paid $10. Guys, I'm going to say that one more time. We paid $10 to go to the vet here. Like the things are a lot more doable here. Like that, you know, it's just casual. Alex, our cousin, my soulmate cousin, Alex, Alexa, he also gets a cat. I don't know this. He gets a cat the same day that I do. And he takes his cat to the New York City vet. these are the little differences and this is like you know it's it's why we're here right now so um we have a kitten a little cabo kitten and mateo is in heaven everything is mau 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 this mau that um very cute very funny very wholesome we're having a lot of fun in this house which i think we needed it feels it feels different. It feels new. It feels exciting. And I know that babies bring abundance. And oh my gosh, we have to update them on Rosa Negra, our birthday dinner for you. So while we're at, I took Sarah to this place called Rosa Negra. I think they're in a bunch of places. It's kind of like a party restaurant. Think like Bagatelle, Budokan, right? Like that's the vibe. Baoli. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just like a party and good food. And while we're there, my friend Renata, who I went to her house and I ended up getting the cat, she was sending me information on the calico cat because she has these three different colors and she's a specific type of cat. And they are known as money cats in Japan. They are said to bring good fortune and abundance to the houses in which they come in. And it's so crazy that I was sitting at the table saying that like, I know this to be true. And it's actually like the significance of this particular cat. So... I am feeling very aligned with this decision. Even just the day after we got her, we received so much good news. Um, We found out that our dad, who we thought was going to have to get surgery for a torn rotator cuff, is going to be able to just do PT, no surgery. That's huge, like huge. Our cousin Kristen, the baby was not sleeping. She did it one night of sleep training. The baby's now sleeping. Like after four months of my cousin not getting a single night of sleep, she's sleeping. Just... I don't know, like really good news for my family and and friends. 
Alex. Oh my gosh, our cousin. There's just so much. It's already it's already bringing in really good stuff, and um, it feels good. It feels right. She's really cute. It's kind of weird for me because it's like I'm. I've had cats before. I've been obsessed. Like I, my Fred at my mom's house, like that cat, I raised him and I was so obsessed with him from the get-go. And it's weird to get a pet after you have a baby because like my baby's my baby. And I'm like, he's my, like, that's my boy. And like, yeah, this yesterday I was like, when I woke up and I saw the cat, I was like, what have I done? I mean, I know I'm going to fall in love with her. I haven't really had too much time with her because I've been so busy. I'm a mother of two now and I'm just running around the house, running around the house doing what needs to be done. So, um, she is, she's delicious and she's so cute to watch. If you know kittens, you know that they're really fun. So I'm excited to bond with her, but seeing Mateo bond with her and play with her, that truly has been spectacular. So let's tell them about our dinner. Like I wanted, okay, so this restaurant messaged me and they wanted me to go and um, they were going to like comp a super expensive dinner if I posted some stories. And it's not something I would have typically done if I didn't have any visitors because I wouldn't be like getting babysitting to go do this. But because I was like, oh my gosh, Sarah's going to be in town. So let me take her for her birthday. It's perfect. So we left Marcelo. This is the first day that we have the cat. We leave Marcelo with the baby and the cat. And I'm just like, oh my God, I hope it goes well. And we go off to San Lucas, Cabo San Lucas, to go to this party dinner. And um, I was like, I hope Sarah likes it. Like, I hope it's fun. And like, <laughs> and talk about synchronicities. It's like as if they knew you were coming. <laughs> oh my God. Best music ever. Best vibes ever every song they it's like they were playing my playlist it was just amazing ambiance amazing food amazing it was yeah it was all like 80s music and then like indie music but like mixed up like all my favorite genres of music just playing every every song would play and i'd like bang the table and i'd be like i love this song like this is my favorite song (laughs) like i was freaking out um and then they did a whole like happy birthday for me with like the sparklers and oh my god what a time amazing passion fruit marg amazing french 75 Alexa had a french 75 for the first time ever as she i think she found her new drink um and yeah it was great they had a whole show happen like people were performing there were dancers like a time i didn't want to leave i literally didn't want to leave i just wanted to be the music is so good i need i need the soundtrack the playlist that this place was playing it's all my music but like it it just felt better um let's see do i'm trying to think if we have any other updates of our week here i don't know we've been taking it pretty chill the sun is just so draining guys that it's like we went ham on the first day I was we went I don't can you hear me (laughs) we went a little crazy in the sun the first day that I was here like we went to the beach then we went to the pool at Alexa's place and then we went to the JW Marriott to go to the pool there like we were nonstop sun and water we haven't been in the sun and water since that day that was like Thursday yeah it was too much it's Tuesday but yeah, we've been very chill here, very chill. We usually record on Mondays, and yesterday we just didn't even have the energy, not even to watch the episode. So it was, I mean, yesterday was like a lot for me. I woke up at 6 a.m. to try to take the cat to the vet, 
And it was just like nonstop. We went to Pilates together, which was really fun. Sarah's in so much pain. Like somebody needs to come fix her shoulder. And um, not from Pilates, like she slept wrong, but she's super sore. I also took Erica to my Pilates and Erica's probably still sore. Guys, I'm going to this Pilates place and it's she only has one reformer. It's right by my house. It's this Argentinian girl. I'm obsessed with her. And she just opened her studio a year ago. She only has one reformer and she only takes on three people max for like a reformer class because like you alternate exercises. And I've never, it's classical Pilates. I have never been to a Pilates class that she is so fixated on our form and our spine and the movements like every class I've been with her for almost two months now I come out taller it's just it's a glow like it's such a glow it's such a stretch I've never felt what I feel before even the smallest movements like like going like this with your back crazy little tiny movements that are so life-changing and it just goes to show the commodification of large pilates classes and a lot of reformers that i mean that's what we do in miami like when she asked if i've been to pilates i'm like yeah a million times and it's like nothing compared to her class that's like actual traditional like and how it's supposed to be and it's just really exciting if you guys get a chance to do real classical pilates a lot of people just want to be on the reformer the whole time and like don't sleep on the mat like i feel like the magic happens oh my gosh the spine corrector and the mat is truly where the magic happens and she's changing my life and yeah so that's really cool we literally we did a lot of movements in yesterday's class like i feel like we focused on every like we did arms legs everything we did like maybe what eight minutes of like core work and my core is shot we did these we did one movement 10 times five times on the reformer five times on the spine corrector and i woke up this morning from just like soreness in my core i coughed today and i like yelled from from the pain it's good pain but she knows what she's doing um i think i was gonna say something else but i forgot oh guys we have been watching too hot to handle at night we put mateo to sleep and it's like the night shift me sarah and marcelo we are making either a huge amount of this like lemon potatoes that i figured out how to make like homemade fries yes yes okay so the episode will have already come out the episode's gonna be out the episode's gonna be out and i don't know if you'll hear it or not but like we will do the potato tutorial because i have nailed home fries and sarah has made the best lemon garlic aioli i've ever had in my life so if we're not having these fries and watching too hot to handle we're pounding homemade cookies and it has just been like an extravaganza of too hot to handle. We have to wait though until Friday for the last three episodes and you're already going to be gone. So I don't know what we're going to do tonight. I don't know. Yeah. Cause we're going to make hella potatoes. Yeah. So the plan today after we record is either we're going to either go to the Viceroy or go to the beach and then go have tacos and then make potatoes tonight. I'd like, are we living life or are we living life? I, I love potatoes. Okay, so I think we can get into the episode, and it's called Four, De- Four Girls in a Funeral, and it's the episode where this Cuban designer, Javier, Javier, 
as they call him in the episode and nobody in the episode has an actual cuban accent but um the guy at the door the brazilian guy going por favor um that's funny it's really funny when when american shows cast spanish people and emphasize what latin american country they are from and then don't hire any actor that is either from that country or can do a solid accent from the country so it's 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 probably something that goes over so many people's heads but it's actually really annoying um anyway that's small plot but basically the theme of the episode is i feel like everyone is um contemplating their mortality especially miranda um samantha gets exiled from the socialite status of manhattan because she won't stop whoring around with everybody's husbands i didn't think anything about how she acted was empowering or cute i thought it was just like really annoying and they were right to exile her because you can't just go around a tiny manhattan is a tiny island like if you want to be a pr guru and you want to be a legit person you can't go around fucking everybody's husband honey um there's like no i didn't really have respect for that when they go to this guy's funeral javier's funeral charlotte's hat blows into another graveyard and she ends up at a gravestone of this really cute guy who's visiting his dead wife's tombstone and then they start going out um miranda is moving into her own house which she bought and she's being confronted with like a lot of the weird nuances of a single woman buying a house like just with the mortgage guy just always check like she had there was an emphasis on the amount of boxes that she had to check off about being a single woman and when she moves into the house this old lady is like oh you know the lady that lived there before you died in there she was all alone and it was a week until they found her the cat ate half her face so she's spiraling but all of this is nothing compared to carrie's Carrie's plotline, which I'll let you talk about because the date is is like your. I know. Well, before Carrie, something that I just realized right now is that Samantha and Charlotte, I feel like, are two opposite ends of characters, and in this episode, they are both using like someone else's grief as like an opportunity for themselves. Did you notice that? Like Samantha's using this Javier guys thing as like a pr opportunity for her oh yeah tell them what she does at the funeral um she what does she want to do she wants to do like a benefit for him or something and she just wants the list yeah she literally wants the pr list like all his connections she's like i'll have every 212 number in manhattan after this so like she's using this as an opportunity and then charlotte from the funeral also how alexa said meets this guy at his dead wife's grave is using him like trying to actually plan a whole future with him um, and of course she finds it so romantic that like he's a widow and like knows how to commit whatever Carrie does something ballsy she calls Mr. Big I, I always forget that this happens like I can never I, every time this episode happens I'm yeah. like ha- I'm enjoying it and I'm cracking up and then when she does what she does when she calls big every single time I watch this I'm like oh my god like I always yeah. forget chronologically the back and forth of them yes. and this one always shocks me yeah so she calls him and she's just asking like let's go to dinner and he's like yeah i'd love to go to dinner um and the banter they have over the phone is just so good dinner set saturday night dinner rolls around the sexual tension the sexual chemistry happening at the dinner table between them it's like they are both leaned over like their side of the tables like nose touching lips almost touching like that's how close they're talking to each other and it's just like it's hot it's steamy they're perfect and carrie goes back to his place 
they're kissing, whatever. But then on this is another moment where we can be proud of Carrie. She doesn't sleep with him. She leaves. She's like, I can't do this. And she walks out. Um, and then they don't talk for a few days. And he does the most attractive thing anyone can do. He shows up to Carrie's apartment and he knocks on the door. She opens it. I feel like this needs a lot of context because you have to be a certain mind- type of man for this not to be creepy stalkerish. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just showing up to your apartment. Like there's a lot of c- circumstances where it's so not chill. But if it's missed, if it's mm, if any it's day. Meow. So Carrie opens the door. He's there. And all he says is, good you're alive and walks away like he went all that way just to make sure she was there she was alive she was good um and then she grabs him he says something that he had tickets to some yankee game whatever blah 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 they kiss and instead of bringing him in to her apartment another thing to be proud of her for she says come on we're going out And then that's when it hit me. I'm like, this is the bowling scene. Like, no way it's in this episode. And next scene, they're bowling. And that scene to me, I don't know what. It's always affected me. It's always hit me. And it's just like, it's Carrie and Big. And seeing them do something so wholesome like that is so special. We don't get that a lot. Yeah, I was about to say there's something about doing something as non-sexual as an activity as bowling and if you're with the right person it can be like such an act of foreplay like you're like the ugly shoes the vibe it's not cute like there's something guys the ugly shoes when I was bowling with Ohio last week I could not with the shoes I was like this is about to ruin my whole outfit and I would never think about this but then And we both had different kinds of ugly shoes, but we both looked at them and then it was just something that we laughed about. And yeah, I love that you just said that. That doesn't cross people's minds when you think of bowling. It was like once I got there and I was like, but yeah, just something as wholesome as that. Like it's, it's just fun times. And like, what are you doing at a bowling place? You're having fun and you're just like having like good conversation. You're laughing. Love it. Good, clean, fun. I love seeing Carrie have a beer. I don't know. That's also something I really enjoy because she's such like a cosmopolitan out at nice clubs and stuff. I loved seeing her have a beer in a plastic cup. I love these little details. Like I I would just – I watch Sex in the City the way I watch the Kardashians. I just want to watch them do anything. I just want to watch them eat salad. I just want to watch them walk around. Like I'm just happy to watch them do whatever they're doing. And I don't know why. Like it's there's so much pleasure derived from like those certain group of girls. Like it's the same way I feel. <laughs> oh my God, I have a cat on my shoulder. <laughs> you guys have to see her like I mean her ears and her tail are very like Egyptian I don't know very not she's not a nor she's not a normal cat we're not normal girlies and she's not a normal cat oh my also we always see Carrie and Big like dressed up and fancy and they're going to the nicest bars and the nicest restaurants like they live in a very like luxurious extravagant kind of lifestyle in the show so when you get those scenes like that where they're just like acting like little kids and doing such casual things 
it's just like those are the best times it never it things don't need to be so over the top and so luxurious and all that to be great and to have a good fun night because I feel like that scene specifically is one of their best in the series like they're just having genuine good fun right Mal I think we should talk about the Charlotte thing with the dead wife and and about being a rebound to somebody whose partner has passed what do you think (laughs) yeah um I mean, this is tricky because, like, in what what sense are we talking about? Like, widow, yes. widow vibes only. Widow vibes. Because, um, well, I don't know. I mean, I I have friends who have like dated people who have like lost their previous partner. My gosh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's a little bit more serious, and I think that we can talk about that because you actually have personal experience in that. Um. Sarah's lost two really good friends at very young ages. Um, how old was Addie? Yeah, so at the end of... I know. I want to say we were going into junior year. maybe yes yes yeah yes so in the span of two years you lose two of your closest guy friends who we don't have to get into the details but one of them had a girlfriend at the time and both of them did so it's really tough so I guess oh god I don't even know what to say I mean so I've like I've never been through this it's not me but I have a friend who ended up um dating someone who had lost their boyfriend and just from being so close to him to both of the guys like I can see how it's just so it's hard and it, and it's awkward and it's weird and you almost feel guilty it just depends the situation we were also really young so this is something like Charlotte in this episode, for example, is seeing this in a completely different light because he lost his wife and she thinks that it's really beautiful that like he's a romantic and that he knows how to commit and all these things like she's seeing this as like a great experience, a great opportunity. Like Samantha, on the other hand, is like, no, like you don't go for a widow. You go for a divorced guy because they've also been married before and they also know how to commit. Um, It depends the person and it depends what you make of it and what you think of it. But it's definitely really hard. And I know that my friend, for example, he struggled a lot with the guilt of um, dating someone who had lost their previous partner unexpectedly. Um, And yeah, it's it's so tricky because we were still in high school. So like you never think that you would have to deal with something like that. You never think that you're going to be dating someone who, who lost their partner at such a young age and being so close to both those guys. I just like, and it was interesting, but, um, how, oh gosh, this is so hard. I don't, I just don't even think this is I think this is a conversation to have with a with our other sister, you know? 
Yeah. I feel like we just can't even speak on yeah. like getting over someone who's no longer with us. And if she's even down to talk about it, maybe one day she will be, but it's an impossible situation. So this episode, it makes a lot of light of it. It's almost as if it's like an ex that you don't have to worry about. And Charlotte felt like she was being given the blessing. And it turns out the guy was a scumbag. He was using the widow card to just pick up chicks at the cemetery. That's just weird and gross and sleep with all of them. Oh yeah. So he does the whole crying bit and then he like he does it so that the women comfort them and ends up comforting him in the bed. And she, the, the girls were going on a walk and Randa was like, what, are you saying you fucked him back to life? And she was like, yeah, I did. Um, it's just, that was, it was, it was kind of a dark episode. You know, Sex in the City does it and so many shows do it, like Friends and stuff, taking such serious topics and bringing light and humor in, and which I think is super important. I think it's very important to cope with humor. Um, but it's like, I don't know, I guess it hit me differently when we put it into real life. And it's like, I don't even think I can speak on it. Yeah. So I changed my mind about talking about this. What do you want to talk about now? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I I can speak about it. It's just like, I don't, I don't want to say names and I don't, you know, it's, it's, it's not our story. It's not our story. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, Mal. Mal's trying to... You want my shoulder? Um, okay, The honestly, the character that I was paying most attention to this episode was Miranda. And the whole process of her signing a lease in a new apartment and how... Um, being single in your 30s or just being single at an age where people expect you to be settled down um, is tough. Everyone she encounters in this episode, so she's signing papers for her new apartment and the guy, was he like a lawyer? I don't even know. The guy was like, okay, check this. Mortgage guy. I don't know what, I don't know what that's called when she was sitting in a room going over the mortgage, the creditor. The lender? I don't know. I haven't bought a house yet. Stay tuned. Watch the episode. Um, but so he was like, okay, um, so are you using like down payment is from your father? Yeah. And she was like, nope, just me. And he was like, okay, so check the single box here. Check the single box here. Check the single box here. Like not only making her feel kind of like shitty for being single, but also like making the comment that like, oh, is your dad putting the down payment for you? Um it's like no one can ever just accept or off of first impression be like, okay, this is a successful, powerful woman that can support herself. Um, and she's really going through it with that in this episode. She's moving into the apartment now and one of her neighbors is comes up to her, introduces herself and is like, so just you? And I think the realtor also made the comment, so is the boyfriend going to be moving in? And she was like, no boyfriend. Like she just had those comments thrown to her every single time. And it's really not that like being single is not bad because we're watching this and Alexa pauses it. And she's like, is this a big deal to you? And no, it's not to me right now. It's not to me. But you have to understand that like in this episode, they Miranda's a 30 year old lawyer living in Manhattan, like that's the age where people are starting to get stressed out about not having someone and being alone and not settling down. And it, 
it's not bad. It's just like society having all these expectations for women and men being threatened by successful women that can totally support themselves. But and so Charlotte, yeah, they had a conversation about it. And Charlotte said, oh, this was this was very interesting. Charlotte goes, well, this is why I rent because men don't want to be with a woman that's overly self-sufficient. And I mean, is that a sign of the times? Because like now the girls are all girl bossing like past the moon. But um, how interesting that she was like, that's why I rent and I don't buy because I don't want to meet a man who's also, if she owns something and the man she meets is renting, it off offsets the power dynamic is how they explained it, which I thought was very interesting. And I think it still exists today. And, um, yeah, it was just a, um, an interesting, interesting way to take it. Like it goes, dating goes even beyond like finances and whether you own or rent because of that's how you present yourself. And it's like, you want, it's almost like Charlotte's like, yeah, I need to keep myself like a little bit under my potential because I don't want a man to be intimidated by me. And how sad is that? You know, like Miranda should how badass that she can afford her own place in an amazing neighborhood, you know? Um, that was, that was very interesting to me. Women nowadays are definitely stepping way more into their power and they're not, it's not the same as back then of like, you don't want to seem too powerful because you don't want to intimidate the men. Like I think now women are setting the standards of like, no, if you are powerful, show it. Like, own it, be it, because why not? Like, honestly, that's attractive. And I think men, not like maybe more my generation are starting to accept it because at least like where we come from, like Miami and the Cuban culture and like the machista, like stereotypes, like there's definitely still um, people out there. I And I guess this depends on culture who are totally threatened by um successful woman successful single woman that's very especially where we, like in miami where we come from that is we so relevant. we come from a city miami florida where there are still men who don't let their wives women girlfriends whatever you want to call it do anything like literally do anything go out with their friends, make plans outside of them, go work out, go have lunch. It's like I ran. Yeah. And um and it's 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 funny because on, on a lot of in a lot of ways we've made a lot of stride, but that whole generation hasn't necessarily changed. Um and they have sons and grandsons, so who knows. I I see a big shift, but then again, the status quo in Miami is strong and those Latin ties, um, several different countries, it's not exclusive to the Cuban community. Um, it's even worse in some other communities, but it's intense. It's intense and it's weird. Weird. <laughs> what else? I feel like that's all I really have to say on that topic. Miranda, so I have some updates. Um, I wanted to 
If you guys listen every week, I just wanted to make a comment about the Jonah Hill stuff. Um, we actively shat on him when all of that came out with his um, ex-girlfriend coming out with the receipts. Shortly after the fact, I found out that Jonah Hill is in a happy relationship and just had a baby. And the ex-girlfriend who came out with the receipts wanted to wait till his current girlfriend finished her pregnancy to not stress her while she was pregnant to release all of this. So what I'm hearing is a new baby was born and now you're coming out with receipts. So I, I mean, I was applauding her and giving her kudos for coming out with those receipts and I take it back. Um, not cool if you're doing that when this guy just had a baby like way to ruin I mean obviously it didn't ruin anything but way to taint such a blessed time I think that the postpartum bubble is a very very delicate time and you have to protect it and anybody who compromises that is a fucking bitch so that's where I stand on that. Um, just wanted to let you know. Um, another thing is if you guys remember when we were talking about Venus retrograde about I said, mark my words in pop culture, you guys are going to see a lot of breakup announcements and divorce announcements. And lo and behold, the week that I said it was going to start, we got Ariana's divorce, Ariana Grande's divorce announcement. We got Sofia Vergara's divorce announcement. And today, Rosalia and Raul Alejandro have ended their three-year engagement. This is bad news. I'm, I'm sad to see it. I'm very sad to see the whole Rosalia thing. I was really, really rooting for them. Um, but it is real, guys. It is... The stars do not lie. Sarah was saying today at breakfast, she's single, like literally dating. And she's like, I'm nervous. I'm like, bitch, what are you nervous about? You're not nervous. She goes, any of my relationships. I'm like, I think you're fine. I'm just very much on the astrology side of TikTok. And um, too much. It is too much. And I do skip a lot of it. But like, I don't know. I'm just like, Venus retrograde what signs rule venus libra that's my rising my venus is in leo it's leo season the venus retrograde is happening so then i start spiraling and i'm like what's gonna happen to me um that's what you call toxic astrology when you take anything too far into literally it can get a little bit toxic it's like if you're on tiktok and you watch one card reading then your whole feed is card readings and it's like this video was meant to find you i don't use captions or hashtags so this is your sign you're all gonna be rich it's like everybody fucking five thousand people i claim this i claim this so i used to watch all the tarot readings that would come up onto my page and a few months ago i fully stopped i see a tarot reading and i i I don't even have the earth it's honestly i think that it ruins your future Mm -hmm. um However, I will vouch for the high priestess on YouTube. What did you think I was going to say? I knew you were going to say that. I knew we were going to say about the high priestess, but I want to vouch for Chris Corsini as well. Um, Chris Corsini is a phenomenal astrologist and he does monthly card readings. He predicted my pregnancy. He's predicted so much and it's not negative. You know, it's like he's okay. And the, the literally the reading of January of 2021 he was like aries i don't know who's pregnant and i didn't know yet and i was like and i found out like the next week but um chris corsini's amazing alex my cousin suspects that he's in love because he's dropped off a little bit so we think that maybe he's in love because he's like a little bit distracted so he's been watching the high priestess which i started last week it's very long it's phenomenal i really like her so x everything you see except 
I would say Chris Corsini is amazing. High Priestess on YouTube. And who do we love on Instagram? Okay. No. So um, go on Instagram. Yeah. Zodi, Z-O-D-I underscore. Is that what you said? Yeah. Zodi underscore A-M. Her account is awesome. And there are some TikTok. I follow a lot of astrologers on TikTok. Eh, limited. But there is this girl, May, who I love. And then the redhead girl, Marin. Like, there are people who are really good out there. Um, and, like, really put into, like, they do crazy shit with astrology. But High Priestess on YouTube. I literally started watching her last week in New York because of our godfather, Alex. She does, like, 20-minute videos. But she'll give you from the month of, like july 20th to august 20th like that's what you'll see out right now and she'll tell you to watch your sun moon rising and venus so obviously watch what you think resonates most but she's real good and yeah stay everyone stay safe i just kind of had a little bit of a mind-blowing so i've been um I've mentioned this to you guys. I don't know if you're aware, but I'm working on a magazine that's launching in Miami. It's called The Miami Native. And I've just been working so closely with my editor-in-chief. She's brilliant. She's working on a novel. Like I'm reading um, a draft of her manuscript. It's so expanding and brilliant and amazing. And I have been really focused on my writing. I'm writing a pretty intense piece on Cuban spirituality and superstition, a lot of Miami stuff. Um, and they want me to write a story on a story, a story, a story on modeling for the second issue. And it's kind of, um, I'm, I'm nervous to write it because it's kind of like a dark, a dark story. And, but I'm feeling like it's time. And I've realized that I was watching a TikTok on astrology and they were talking about how where you make your money and where you're going to find success professionally is very tied to Venus because Venus rules love and money. And I've never, I've always known that that's a fact, but I've never connected my Venus sign with what I should actually be doing. Gemini. Geminis are the writers. They are my editor in chief is a Gemini. This cat sitting behind me that just came into my life is a Gemini. And I've realized like I haven't I've always thought of my writing as a hobby. And I think it's time to take it like a little bit more seriously. I've never I've been focusing it's as if my my Venus was in Libra or Taurus because I've been focusing so much on like my looks professionally as a model that I've never taken it to the next level of like my right? Yeah, my creativity. And I've always thought, I've always told myself, I put myself in a box that I'm not a creative person because I have ba- bad handwriting. You know what I mean? Like that's, I told my, I told myself growing up, all the girls had amazing handwriting. I don't. So it's like chicken scratch. It's like a doctor prescription. Um, handwriting is very cute. She's being hard on herself. But I, I thought I wasn't a creative person. So I kind of like told myself like, okay, like that's not going to be like a field for me. And now I'm realizing like, Guys, I'm a really good writer, so stay tuned for that. And look at my little Gemini queen right behind me. While we were talking about this, it kind of clicked. Like this little Gemini angel just walked into my life the week, the week that I realized my Venus is in Gemini. Like I need to lean in to the Gemini. Oh, it's a crazy Venus to have. Um. Also, if you have any chisme, Miami chisme, submit it to Alexa. She's your chisme queen. Yeah, you can DM me or email me at 
chisme at miaminativemag.com. And I'm in charge of the chisme section of the magazine on top of the pieces that I write. So yeah, stay tuned for that. Or- Guys, she is our gossip girl. Yeah. Carrie Bradshaw, ex-gossip girl. Yeah. Ex-Miami. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's what's going on here. We are... I'm like going to sabotage your flight tomorrow. So guys, I'm so stressed about my flight. I don't even think I want to talk about it, but I literally have an hour to get to my connecting flight. And within that hour, I need to go through customs, get my bag at baggage claim and recheck it in. I do not know how I'm going to have the time. On top of that, I have a carry on and like my bag is like 50 pounds, like overweight. Like I'm going to be fucking drenched in sweat crying probably. Like I don't even know if I'll make the, I need to check in for my flight. What if what if we switch your flight? No. Why? She has. Guys, I don't want to go back to Miami, but like I have shit to do that I, it's the only reason I'm going back. If I didn't have anything to do, I would not be going back. I'd honestly be staying here until our Napa trip. Um, but we'll be reunited in three weeks. But this was a special treat. Like, we got to sit down next to each other and record one laptop, one mic. I hope. Like, we're not wearing headphones. And the reason we're sharing one mic is because I haven't gotten the... It's like you needed some type of adapter to put two mics in to be able to record them. Since we're never together, I just haven't done that. So, yeah, it's a little bit savage. And I hope that the audio is okay because we're not wearing headphones. And we'll see how this goes. But hope everybody's doing well. Hope everyone's having a good summer, and I hope my Leos are popping the fuck off all month. I love Leos. We love Leos. Who doesn't love Leos? Love Leos. A lot of my best friends are Leos. Um, I'm ruled by the moon. They're ruled by the sun. We are day and night. I love my Leos. Happy Leo season. Guys, Mao has actually been here the entire episode. So if you're watching this on YouTube, like you're going to be loving it. She's was here the entire time. She's on Alexa's shoulder, like actually falling asleep. So that's it. Your Aries, your Gemini, and your Cancer are out. Bye. Bye.